Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. The Lakers got a great win last night against the Boston Celtics, 117-102 at home in L.A. Let's jump into it. All right, so the Lakers got a great win against the Celtics last night, and they just were doing everything that they needed to do. They were getting uh, shots. They were driving to the basket. They were... They were hitting shots, they were playing good defense, and it was an overall just great game for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, LeBron James led the team with 30 points. Russell Westbrook had 24 points. Anthony Davis had 17 points. Taylor Horton Tucker, 12 points. Malik Monk, 10 points. So just a great game all around. The Lakers shot right around 50% from the field, uh, which was great for them surprisingly shot really poorly from the three-point line they shot 29 percent from the three-point line which is just terrible uh and but they were still able to get the win they held boston to shooting right around 40 like 45 percent or so from the field and boston shot about like 30 percent from three so the so boston shot or like 34 percent so Boston shot better than the Lakers did from three, but the Lakers were able to hold Boston to shooting just like 45 or 40% from the field. So outshot Boston, which was good, uh, playing good defense, except for against Jason Tatum. I mean, Jason Tatum went off for 34 points. He was the leader in the game with 34 points. And it helped that the, so the Celtics didn't have – Jalen Brown playing so that that helps for the for the Lakers to not have to go up against him it was really just the Jason Tatum show he showed out 34 points played well but just wasn't enough for the Celtics and a lot of this has to do with the Lakers just playing well throughout the entire game they played it was a close game the Lakers went up by five right before half or right at halftime so they're up, up by five at halftime and they just pushed the pedal to the metal in the third quarter and the fourth quarter they kept they the second half they the Lakers were playing a lot how they played when they were a championship winning team where they maybe get off to a little bit of a slow start to to start the game they they get off to a slow start to start the game uh thankfully they didn't get down by too much uh during this game against the Celtics it was a close game going back and forth. Maybe had a little a small lead go up uh, and go into halftime up by five. Come out of halftime and just put your foot on their throats and destroy them. And that's basically what happened. I mean, the Lakers went, ended up going up by as much as 20 points at times throughout the second half. They led the entire game in the second half. 
and they it all stemmed from playing good defense. They played good defense, and that good defense turned into good offense, aside from the three-point shooting. But this game last night was proof that the Lakers don't need to be a fantastic three-point shooting team to win a game. They won by 15 points. You know, they were they were dominating this game without with having a terrible three-point shooting performance. So this team, their strength isn't the three-point shooting. The three-point shooting, if it happens, it happens. That's great. But their, their strength isn't the three-point shooting. So the Lakers attacked the basket last night. Russell Westbrook, this was one of my favorite games I've seen from Russell Westbrook this season. I mean, he was attacking the basket like no other. He he did hit a couple threes, which is great. You know, if it, the thing is with Russell Westbrook, like, threes aren't his strength but if he can hit him he can hit him that's that's fine but attack the basket and that's what he did last night he attacked the basket he there was a stretch in I want to say it was the third quarter it might have been the fourth quarter there was a stretch where he was he scored like eight eight straight points all from attacking the basket just getting down low he knew the guards for Boston couldn't guard him uh he bought you know he he bodied Dennis Schroeder a few times he gets down like he had a, a insane dunk uh, this was like a prime Westbrook got his prime dunk where he just was driving through the lane it wasn't a wide open dunk there was guys in the lane and he just absolutely just out jumped them and, and slammed it home and dunked it uh, just an amazing play you know that's the Russell Westbrook I want to see each and every night you know I want to see Russell Westbrook that's attacking the basket Russell Westbrook is at his best when he's attacking the basket I've said we've said this before you know and last night was a prime example of that he attacked the basket relentlessly at least in the second half and ended up with 24 points Lakers win by 15 Anthony Davis played great with 17 points he didn't have to go too crazy I think he had 16 rebounds 17 points 16 rebounds he didn't have to go too crazy. Uh, he didn't have to expend too much energy. The Celtics don't really have bigs to counteract. One, Anthony Davis. Two, LeBron James. And three, Russell Westbrook attacking the basket. They're, we're, the Lakers are at their best when they're attacking the basket relentlessly. And obviously when teams are big and they have guys that can kind of counteract that play in the paint, then I get it. It's tough. You want to settle for threes. You want to do something different. But... This team, I mean, as you can see, the Lakers shot 29% from three. I mean, I don't know what else. Like, this, there isn't more better. There isn't, there's not better proof than the game last night against the Celtics. And I'm happy it happened. I'm happy it was against the Celtics. I'm happy the Lakers played good basketball, and I'm happy they got it done. And it was just a great, just a great game. I mean, whenever you beat the Celtics, it's a great game. Whenever you beat the Celtics in L.A., it's a great game. Whenever you beat the Celtics by 15 points, that's a great game. You know, it was just, it was good all around, and I'm happy to see the Lakers kind of getting into the rhythm. Uh, I saw a stat on Twitter last night after the game that said in the 13 games that LeBron James has played, the Lakers uh, rating is like 110, or offensive rating I think is like 110, which is which would be the fifth best in the league. So a lot of these struggles for the Lakers have to do, go back to what, we were, what I've said before, has to do with, with injuries, has to do with Guys not being on the court, LeBron not playing consistently. This this team being a brand new team and not playing consistent minutes together. You know, it's it's tough to it's tough to do that. It's tough to to win games at this level when you're not 
playing with a consistent squad each night, you know. And the Lakers, I mentioned in my last episode, are, are they're the healthiest that they've been so far this season. Trevor Ariza is very quickly coming back to to the Lakers, and then that just leaves Kendrick Nunn that we're waiting on to get healthy. So, I mean, overall, it's the Lakers are they're getting there. They're they're getting healthy. They're getting to a point where I think they might be getting into a mojo, into a rhythm. Maybe I. That's what I thought when they beat the Kings the night before or the game before they played the, the Clippers. I thought the Lakers were getting into a mojo. But the Lakers played well against the Clippers. I mean, it's a bummer that the Lakers lost the Clippers uh, last Friday. But the Clippers played well. The Clippers played just as well. They hit big shots. The Lakers, the defense was kind of lacking down the stretch. But the offense was there. They were in the game. There are a few bad defensive possessions away from, or made three-pointers on the Lakers' end from winning that game. So while the Lakers lost to the Clippers, I do still think that that game could be them getting into a rhythm, could be them getting getting going, and hopefully getting to a place where we can go on a run, win some games. So the Lakers now, with the win against the, the Celtics, find themselves at 13-12 and 12 on the season, which is... Good enough to put them in the sixth seed in the West. And, uh, it's kind of funny talking about the seeding and all that stuff so early in the season, but it's just helpful to kind of understand where the Lakers find themselves, where the Lakers are. Uh, they play Memphis on Thursday, who is 14 and 10 on the season, so they're doing better than the Lakers. They find themselves in the fourth seed, so a win against the against the Grizzlies on Thursday night could be huge for the Lakers. We'll get into that a little bit more in a sec. I uh, just want to talk really quickly about LeBron James, who put up 30 points last night. He shot incredibly well. He shot like 65% in the game. He was like 9 for 13, something like that. LeBron James played incredibly well on the offensive end, scoring 30 points. So now in the last four or five games, LeBron has scored 39 points, 33 points, 30 points, 23 points, and 30 points. So LeBron is—he's feeling it. He's feeling good. He, hopefully, that abdominal abdominal strain is not hindering him too much because it doesn't really seem like it is. He's playing really well offensively. He's helping lift this Lakers team on his shoulders in a time of need. The Lakers—they were—they've been really struggling without him. They've been struggling. They've been struggling with him even, and he's really done a great job at at scoring and running the offense through him as is typical and, and just playing well. So we want having continued performances like this where LeBron plays well, Russell Westbrook plays well, Anthony Davis plays well, is, is going to be huge. I mean, that's the whole point of having a big three, right? Is And we've talked about this in a couple episodes before, but the whole argument for trading for Russell Westbrook was getting a guy that could that could be a third scorer, right? The Lakers in their championship in their championship uh, year, they they had LeBron and Anthony Davis who were really consistently, who were good consistently scoring, but it was always a wonder who would be that third scorer. Would it be, would it be KCP? Would it be Danny Green? Would it be Dwight Howard? You know, who would it be? Uh, and trading for a guy like Russell Westbrook hopefully gives that, gets that score, you know, gives you a guy that can do that scoring. And the last... I think Russell Westbrook is kind of getting comfortable. He's getting into his rhythm. He knows what his role is. He knows 
how to play with Anthony Davis and LeBron, and, and I think he's getting it. I think there is just some growing pains, and maybe I'm being too hopeful. I, I, that's not to say that he's going to be great throughout the rest of the season, but I think that he's getting into a rhythm to a point that the Lakers' offense is actually playing well, and last night was the prime example of what that should look like. You know, him attacking the basket, LeBron attacking the basket, Russell ended up ending up with 24 points and just playing well. And he played really good defense last night. He, I don't really have the stats on me or off the top of my head to, to show that, but he played good defense. It was one of the better defensive games from Russell Westbrook last night. And it just, it, it shows when you play good defense, how much that leads to good offense. You know, like when you're getting, and the Lakers did a great job of getting out in transition, attacking the basket, and scoring points in the paint. I mean, the Lakers had 66 points. They, I think they outscored Boston like 66 to 42 in the paint, which is great. I mean, that's what the Lakers should do. That's what the, that's what the Lakers need to do. So I'm happy to see that the Lakers were able to, to get those points in the paint. They are able to um, play their their game and, and and as I was saying I mean Russell Westbrook playing good defense just the Lakers in general playing overall pretty good defense they led to fast break points which lead to points in the paint and the Lakers played good defense they held Boston to, to a fairly low percentage shooting they knew Jason Tatum was gonna get his I mean the thing with Jason Tatum it's tough and it, this is why it was also good that for the Lakers that Jalen Brown wasn't playing is without Trevor Ariza the Lakers don't have that wing that big wing defensive player that can cover someone like Jason Tatum like Anthony Davis can cover him LeBron James can cover him but not for the entire game and and when Anthony Davis covers Jason Tatum that's kind of a that creates maybe depending on who's on the floor it could create a mismatch so in the second half like in the third quarter, Russell Westbrook was covering Jason Tatum a lot, and and our guards were covering him, which is a, it's just a mismatch because of Jason Tatum's size. So there was a bit of a mismatch defensively. So getting a guy like Trevor Reza is is big for that reason. If he's able to play well, if he's able to play, get up to speed and everything after his injury, because he's the guy that can cover someone like Jason Tatum or the you know Paul George, those types of scorers. And, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker did really well playing defense against Paul George in the game against the Clippers, the last game, Hold, you know, holding him to only, like, 19 points and all that stuff. So, I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker has the ability to play good defense against guys like that, so he could be a guy that steps in and plays defense against Jason Tatum. But Jason Tatum was just hitting everything last night. Ended up with 34 points, but didn't really matter because the Lakers ended up winning 117-112. to 112. Lakers got their points in the paint. They out-rebounded the Celtics. They just were the bigger team, the more dominant team, and and they proved it, which is awesome. It's great to see the Lakers play a great game like that. All right, let's jump in really quick and talk about the game on Thursday against Memphis. So the Lakers play the Memphis Grizzlies, who, as I mentioned before, are 14-10 on the season, which puts them in the fourth seed in the Western Conference. So... Slightly better than the Lakers, who are 13 and 12 on the season. The Laker, the the ESPN matchup predictor has has the Grizzlies favored by a couple percent, one percent, two percent, something like that. 
So it's a, it'll be a toss-up in terms of what the prediction is, which the prediction has been right. I mean, the, the, like, the ESPN predicted the Lakers to beat the Celtics last night. It, it's typically pretty close. So we can expect a good game. The, the Memphis Grizzlies are on, a, they are on a bit of a run the past few games. So they've won like their last five games or so, which is great, especially because I think they've been playing without John Morant. Uh, they destroyed the Thunder by like 70 points a few games ago, so they've been they've been feeling it. They've been playing well. They're a young team. They have some good players. The Lakers beat them earlier this season in a close game where John Morant had an opportunity to, I think, put the game into overtime with some made free throws. I think he just needed to make two free throws to put the game into overtime, and or maybe it was three free throws. I forget exactly the details, but he needed to, he needed to make a couple free throws to put the game into overtime. He missed the free throw, and the Lakers ended up winning the game. So that was a close one. That was early. That was early on the early on in the season, though. So I would expect both teams to be a little bit better. I'm hoping the Lakers can prove to be the better team, but it's a it'll be it, it'll probably be a close game on Thursday. It's a game that the, that the Lakers should win, though that the Lakers very well can win, at least, I should say. I talked about this in my last episode, and this is something that is going to be big for the rest of the month, right, is the Lakers' ability to win games, to win winnable games throughout the rest of the month. This is a game that I've checked off as the Lakers should win this game. If the Lakers don't win this game, I will be disappointed. There's two or three games this the rest of this month that the Lakers could very well not win. The game against the Bulls, which is also coming up, I think after the, after the Grizzlies game, the game against the so the game against the Bulls, or maybe they play um, game against the Suns and the game against the Nets. So those are three games that are against teams that the Lakers haven't beat yet, and teams that are doing well this season that are at the top of their respective conference. You know, so. Given the Lakers' track record and given those other teams' track record, I don't necessarily expect the Lakers to win those games. That being said, games against teams like the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, etc., those are games I expect the Lakers to win. I expect the Lakers to be able to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. If they don't win, it'll be disappointing. In order for the Lakers to make any sort of run, to, to make any ground back in the Western Conference and the standings, they need to win games that are winnable. Even if it's a 50-50 matchup, if it's a toss-up, if it's a close game, if it's against a team that is close to the Lakers' talent level and in games won throughout the season and all that stuff, the Lakers need to win those games. The, the win, if the Lakers don't win winnable games against teams that are maybe good or average or okay, then the Lakers have no business being in in the playoffs. You know, if the Lakers can't beat the Grizzlies... They don't, not to say if they don't win against Thursday, they don't have any business being in the playoffs, but over the course of the season, if they can't beat teams like that, they're not going to, they're not going to end up in the playoffs, you know? So I expect the Lakers to get a win on Thursday night. And if they don't, I'll be disappointed. I mean, I'm disappointed anytime, anytime the Lakers don't win, but those ones will be extra disappointing because again, like I said, the Lakers need to go on a run. They need to, they need to win some games. They're in a, in a prime spot to go I think they have 12 games for the rest of the month 
to go 9-3 and three in those 12 games. It was 13 games before the Celtics, and I was saying they should go 10-3. and three. They won that game, so now it's 9. They need to go 9-3. and three. So, And if the Lakers do that, if the Lakers end up going 9-3 and three throughout, nine and three throughout the rest of the month, then that puts them, I'm going to do some quick mental math, at 22-15. and 15. Right? Yeah, 22 and 15 for the rest, for at the end of the year, at the end of December. That would be awesome. That's great. And then one of those games is against the Nets, I think, on Christmas Day. So that game's always, you know, that game's always going to be a good game. Everyone comes out to play on Christmas Day. The Lakers, I doubt they'll get blown out in that game. It'll be a close game, but they'll have a chance to win that game. So you could see a Lakers team going 23 and 14, being 23 and 14 by the end of December. And feeling really good Lakers fans feeling really good about ourselves about the Lakers you know like if the Lakers can end December at 22 and 15 or 23 and 14 that'll be ecstatic I mean that'll put the Lakers up presumably around the third or fourth seed in the west assuming that teams continue playing how they've been playing and all that stuff the Lakers this is a realistic expectation for the Lakers if they don't play that well then we have to keep asking questions about if the Lakers are are legit championship contenders if they are even playoff contenders you know there's a lot of questions to be asked if the Lakers can't put on a run assuming the Lakers stay healthy assuming the Lakers continue to play their brand of basketball at least that they're developing, right, where they attack the basket, Russell Westbrook attacks the basket, Anthony Davis, you know, at least if you have LeBron, Russell Westbrook, or AD scoring between 30 and 20 points or just under 20 points, you know, like similar, if you have the scoring breakdown look like it did against the Celtics, then the Lakers are playing well. They're playing well on offense, at least, and usually if the Lakers are playing well on offense, it means that they're playing pretty good defense. Now, something that the Lakers need to clean up that they did that they did poorly against the Celtics last night moving forward is their the fouls I mean there was a point in the game against the Celtics last night where the Lakers where the Celtics had taken I think like 22 free throws and it was like the fourth quarter the Celtics had taken like 22 free throws at that point and they weren't done I don't know I, I forget what it ended up looking like but it was like 22 free throws for the Celtics to 7 for the Lakers. So the Lakers are just fouling the crap out of the Celtics. And a lot of that has to do with poor defense, right? Like you're not moving your feet, you're reaching too much, you're playing lazy. Usually when you are when you have that many fouls, it's because you're playing lazy defense. Assuming the calls are all good calls, right? But I'll give the refs the benefit of the doubt. Assuming the, ref, assuming the calls are all good calls, right? Like that many, that big of a foul disparity usually is less it's less you're playing physical I mean like it's some of it some of it is you're playing physical but less of it is you're playing physical and, and more of it is you're just playing lazy defense you're not moving your feet you're reaching in a little too much you're not you're not uh sticking with with your guy you're not switching quick enough you're not getting around screens well enough things like that and so that's something the Lakers need to clean up moving forward is not giving the opponent 20 plus free throw attempts in a game right because even if you shoot 
75%, you know, you're still hitting like 15, that's, you're handing the the other team like 15 points, you know, so something to clean up for the Lakers. Free throws are always needed. The Lakers shot like 75% last night against the Celtics, which all that being, you know, 75% from the free throw line, it's not ideal. I'd rather see them somewhere like 85%, but it's better than they've they shot free throws previously this season so at least there's some improvement in last night's game you know so the Lakers they I I expect them to get a win against Memphis I expect a win against Memphis and I'm I'm looking forward to see how the Lakers do the rest of this month I think that the Lakers are in a chance they're in a prime opportunity where they're they're healthy they're they're getting a reason back soon and they can go on a bit of a run Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Mm